0: Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. Hello and
1: welcome to our January 21st Lost Edition of Generally Speaking. This week we are discussing the episode titled, The Hunting Party. I'm Cliff Ravenscraft.
2: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm the next door neighbor, Rachel Griffin.
1: And this week, uh, we want to welcome back our good friend Darcy Pock as a special guest host. Uh, Last week, prior to recording our show, Darcy had never seen a single episode of Lost. And now I'm proud to announce that we have created yet another Lostaholic. Welcome to the show, Darcy. Thank you. Now, I'm also very excited to announce that we are bringing in a brand new test concept into our show and that is we are we are opening uh this show up to special guest hosts from around the world and uh we're actually bringing our listeners in on the action here in fact uh via skype we have three individuals on the line with us uh the first one i want to invite is eric fisher eric welcome to the show
3: thanks thank you very much
1: And, uh, Eric, you want to tell us about how you heard about the uh, show, uh, generally speaking, and and, uh, what your initial reaction was and how you got to be here today?
3: Uh, Well, I think I came across the show probably through the uh, message boards, probably something to do with screen captures, uh, which I think your uh, show does the best. And I think that I, I just, you know, once I stumbled across, oh, there's a lost podcast connected to this, let's listen to that one too. So, pretty much got into it like the rest of them very
1: cool well i'm glad you're here with us uh we also have another uh very actually have two other individuals that i'm extremely excited to bring in uh because i now have the opportunity to thank them personally on air here with you guys on air generally speaking so anyway uh Mm -hmm. the next person i want to bring in it's rem levictua is that right very good rem levictua from calgary alberta canada And uh, you may not recognize Rem's name, but in just a second, or maybe perhaps just now, you will recognize his voice. Uh, Rem, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a real blast to be here. I've been looking forward to this all week. And Rem, why don't you tell us how you came across Generally Speaking and uh, how you got to be here today?
0: Well, I started watching Lost at the end of last year, and someone introduced me to the Lost podcast, the official one with uh, the two producers from the show. And then I started poking around iTunes and I found your listing for the Generally Speaking Lost podcast. Listened to a couple of shows and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I heard uh, that you were looking for people to do a bit of announcing work for you. And that's when I decided to stick my beak into the equation. <laughs> and we are
1: glad you did. Ah, uh, thanks. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be uh, very obvious to you right away that this is a different recording right here. I had to break away from the original uh, due to some technical difficulties. Somebody was uh, uh, fumbling around with their boom microphone on their headset, and rather than blow your eardrums out with the noises, I figured I would just say again, thank you, Rem, for join, uh, joining us and being our official, uh, generally speaking, announcing voice. And uh, now I'd like to say a welcome to uh, Dr. Matthew Bruder uh, for from Chicago, Michigan, you know. Uh, Dr. Bruder, where in the world are you from?
4: Well, I uh, spend quite a bit of time in Michigan as uh, that's home, but currently, as I speak to you, I am in the windy city of Chicago.
1: Very good. Well, the reason why I ask is because um, I got some emails from Matthew uh, initially, and it says, this is Matthew from Chicago, Okay. Yeah,
4: I'm. I'm sorry about that. I, I take total credit for messing you up, you know, Cliff. Uh, I feel bad. It won't happen again. But at least it gave you some material a couple shows ago to work on. So.
5: Yeah. Well, Matthew, it doesn't take much to mess Cliff up, so you know you're fine there.
1: Let's see here. We're going to go right into uh, reaction reactions to this show. Uh, basically, we all have now had some introduction into the episode.
2: Shut up, (laughs) Darcy.
1: Rachel, uh, we joked around, Rachel was abducted by others this week, and uh, she did not catch the show. You want to explain to us what happened there?
2: You know, I don't know what happened, because I had to have a serious talk with my mom, all right, on Wednesday night.
1: Because you hung up on her?
2: Yes. (laughs) That's not the reason, but... She wanted to talk to me about some things, so I'm like, oh, okay, great, here comes a in DVR into play for me. And I go downstairs and hit all the buttons, which I thought were correct and really turned out not to be. And I went to watch it this morning, and it wasn't recorded. I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Uh, I can't even talk about it tomorrow. I'm so upset. And then I emailed Cliff, and he let me see some of the pieces of the episode. I haven't seen it all the way through yet, but I got the gist of it. So. We
1: We gave her the 15-minute... Version of uh, the hunting party. So, anyway, we're just going to jump right in. And the first thing I wanted to talk about, guys, is um, Michael on the computer. And to do that, I want to start it off with a little bit of a sound clip. There's
6: another way to go about it. You're going to shoot me, Michael! No, but I'll shoot your damn computer. Nothing is not what you think it is, anyway. You don't understand, man. You don't have any idea. Now get in there.
1: Okay, so what do you guys think about what Michael said about the computer?
0: Well, I still think that uh, Michael wasn't talking to Walt. I still think it was uh, a hallucination in the same way that uh, Kate hallucinated about the horse, Jack hallucinated about his father. I think it was all in uh, Michael's head. I don't think that he saw Walt on the computer, and I don't think he was conversing with him.
4: Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. You know, obviously Michael is not in the right sense of mind right now. I mean, th- there's something more going on. I mean, th- they talk about sickness on the island, and I think definitely Michael's involved.
3: That's that's definitely a good point. I haven't actually thought about that before. Um, I was thinking more in terms of, well, if if it is Walt, then either he's communicating through the computer, or if it is Walt. It, he may be communicating with him psychically
1: hmm.
3: using the computer. Here's what I think. I I, I
1: believe I don't believe it's Walt. I, I'm with Rem on this one. I, I don't I do not believe it's Walt. However, I don't believe that he is just imagining this. Um, I believe that he's literally typing on the computer, and I think he's being set up by the others. I I believe that he's being enticed by the others to come out and to do that in such a way. ...that uh, it would draw other people out as well. And I, I think that they wanted what we saw in the episode... ...when they came into the uh, jungle and, and met up with Zeke. I, I believe they wanted that to happen and, and they were waiting for it. So uh,
5: I'd say, I'd even go as far to say as they orchestrated the whole thing. I, they've been watching them the entire 50 days that they've been here. And so they, they opened this communication with Michael... And it does lead to him running off, and they know, because they've been watching for 50 days, how the others, the others as in Jack and and John, um, will react, and that they will come after him.
1: I, I like what you're saying. I, I believe that, too, because one, some of the people are wondering, you know, uh, I think he, he's imagining, he's going crazy. This is all a figment of his imagination because when Jack comes around, obviously there's nothing on the screen. But I think it was last week, I, I believe I shared my thoughts that I believe that they have cameras in here. They, they're able to view every single step of what's going on inside the hatchler pad Mm -hmm. uh and so uh anyway and, and of course he saw that jack was coming around and they they shut it off but i do not believe it was walt and i believe that they know that that if they portray themselves as walt to michael via the computer he could not resist running out into the jungle and following those instructions and i believe uh it left off last week it says uh the script on the screen was uh something like you must, you must come
2: you need to come
1: you need to come and i and we are left to believe you know we or we're left to imagine what was actually said after that and i believe it says you need to come alone that's and a good point Good point. So I believe that was the point, and that's why he—that's
5: why he locked them all.
1: Yeah, and I believe he was given even, even after that, there was a couple more. He's bits. been given instructions. He's been given instructions after Jack left. Of course, we don't know what happened after that. Right. But Jack leaves after not seeing anything on the computer. Mike get, Michael gets back on there, uh, you know, later in the evening. They have some more chat back and forth with who he thinks is Walt. They give him very detailed instructions on how to get where they are because that was a referenced in the show. This is a man who knows where he's going. This is a, this trail is as straight as the
0: highway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Straight as the highway. So, what yeah, do you guys I have a Yeah, go ahead. You know how how we think that uh, Michael was hallucinating it. The military actually has a type of technology that can broadcast sound directly into your head without using speakers. They can point it at you and you will hear inside your head. As if, as if it was coming through your ears, whatever sound that they would like to play for you. Sure. Maybe there's a technology that allows the idea of projecting a hallucination into a person's head. Yeah, that, I would say that would
1: definitely be. Uh, that's an interesting theory. And mm-hmm. in, in fact, guys, I, I, this is a little earlier than I wanted to bring it out, but but uh, REM, I think that goes well with uh, this little sound clip here.
6: Bring it it's an on! Interesting theory.
1: I added a little echo, a little Zeke action there. So one more time for Rem. It's an
6: interesting theory. Oh, thank you. Thank you
0: very much. I I heard that and I had to put that in there. That's, that's brilliant. I, oh
5: I think it's brilliant that the writers wrote it in. Yeah. I just oh, yeah. There are so many it's, theories. Yeah, it's
3: just like after. the... It's like the quote that Locke said right after they first showed the Dharma film. Oh, we're gonna have to watch that again.
6: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, everybody's <laughs> instantly
3: rushing back to do
1: it. Yeah. yeah, they're playing with it. They know how intensely we're watching this show. I believe also. Not only do I believe that, that he was really talking to somebody, but I believe, I, or I've been asking myself, does he know? Some, does Michael know something more about computers than what we believe that he might know? I mean, here Michael is obviously an artist. You guys recall he drew right. all those pictures for his son, Walt, and, and those cartoon characters and stuff like that. Uh, n- not only that, but he is an excellent architect, and he knows a lot about building and, and, and architecture and, and structural things. Uh, he obviously uh, blew Locke away when he noticed the blast doors that nobody else kind of realized. And then I felt, I, I mean, being the tech-savvy guy that I am, I mean, I was kind of blown away by this construction worker who says, hey, can I check out this computer equipment? I mean, because I've seen people who are not into computers, mm-hmm. and they do not want to investigate computer equipment. <laughs> you you guys understand what I'm saying? That's yeah, there's true. no interest, yeah, in interest in it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, you you see this little get-up that I got here, and, and Darcy comes in, and he's like, he's Cliff. He's taking pictures. He's taking pictures of this equipment that I got set up for the podcast. Rachel comes in. She doesn't even ask a thing about It's like, dude, Rachel, don't you love my little setup? Look at all these wires I got everywhere. She's like, so when do we record?
2: <laughs> Set it up. Let's roll. All right.
1: you, you guys understand what I'm saying? Michael has this keen interest. Hey, guys, I want to look into where these plugs are going into, other plugs, how's, what's being recorded. I believe Michael knows a whole lot more about computers, and he says, listen... He goes. You don't understand, man. You don't have any idea what this is. You know, th- this thing isn't what you think it is, anyway. So I, I wonder, does Michael know a little bit more about that computer
3: system than what we think?
2: Maybe. Yeah, and,
3: and and if he does, I mean, he's not going to share it because it's going to disrupt what they've got going on, where he's able to communicate with Walt, or so he thinks.
2: Yeah, and he does say that's you know this isn't what this computer isn't what yeah. you think it is. So maybe he really does know more about it because of that. Shoot you,
5: but I'll shoot your computer yeah. <laughs> like it's evil.
1: Uh, next, uh, Stephanie, I'm going to see if you want to just go ahead and set up the Sun and Jen thing. Stephanie definitely okay. wanted to point this out.
5: I did. I, I, I found this important. I am um, very much into the relationships on the island, which Cliff thinks could just be totally cut out. <laughs> but um, that's what makes hey guys, us a good team. <laughs> yeah. More relationship crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're seeing a you know good what <laughs> <laughs> our relationships like. <are>. Rachel's
1: <laughs> referring to my 15 minute uh, <laughs> overview of the episode. I'm fast forwarding and that's like, and here we have a flashback of relationship crap, and I <laughs> move back on to the next big, huge theory yeah, the and reveal stuff. stuff yeah. Sorry. So, uh, go but ahead. I am
5: very much into the relationships on the island um, because they are a very large portion of of what's going on. Jen finds out that Michael has run after Walt again, and picks up his bag and just goes to head off. <laughs> Who's coming
1: in now? Are you guys hearing that?
4: <laughs> was I dropped? Was my segment not exciting enough? <laughs> 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 I a I for you.
7: Cliff was
6: signaling me. Drop that call.
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, know, I would have dropped red me red too. Well, <laughs> so I wasn't really contributing anyway. <laughs>
1: All right, welcome back to the show. Hey, Saturday night. And we're
5: back. We're back. <laughs> That's great. Okay.
1: Anyway, who was I talking? Missed. Stephanie.
5: I was talking.
1: Go ahead. Pick it up right from uh, Son and Jen. <laughs> Wherever you want to go with it.
5: Okay, so um, Jen hears that Michael ran after Walt, picks up his bag, and just assumes that it's okay for him you know, to leave. And being married for nearly 10 years, I still so understand that. Um, and son says, where do you think you're going? He says, Michael's my friend. She replies, I am your wife. Well, evidently he does feel the impact of that because he puts his bag down and he stays. And I think that that is, um, that's very important in the fact that when they were at home, their relationship was a completely different dynamic where he called all the shots and did not did not put any kind of thought into what she what her opinion was and, and what she thought. And then um, later on, in the end, they're sitting at the end. They're sitting on the beach. Sun comes up, asks if if they're back yet, and he says no. And um, he just just kind of like, by the way, honey, <laughs> I really don't like being told what to do. And she um, she contemplates that for a moment. She thought about that. Because I think in their culture, women aren't to tell men what to do. So she took in the impact of what he said, but still stood up for herself and turned and said, for four years, that was my life. My life was being told what to do for four years, and I didn't like it much either. And he listens to her and hears her and says, right well, I guess you kind of didn't, you know? And I think that we're going to see a major change in their relationship.
1: Well, I think we saw a major change when uh, Jen comes out and does the uh, Tarzan, <laughs> oh, I just got me some uh, good stuff. <laughs> I think that was a major turning point in their relationship right there. Hurley no. gives the thumbs up. I got you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I got. I agree with you, Stephanie, 100%. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a relationship person as far as when the island concern is concerned uh, I, I mean that's not my favorite part of the show but you know from the my christian perspective i was very happy to see yet some some family values there of it,
5: putting your wife back, first well it also it goes back to the whole he came <laughs> you
7: he, two are he, he, he had what to put on that hat changed? right remember she came by and said <laughs> yeah. oh you need this hat on and that was the second hat, yeah. right? <laughs> and one? he's like, uh, he kind of rolls his eyes
1: and then Hurley when walks up and it. says, nice hat, dude. Nice hat, dude. <laughs> what, was that a Gilligan's Island reference? <laughs> what? <laughs> didn't he, I didn't show you the hat. Oh,
5: we no. didn't show you the hat. But um, it's very important in the whole um, redemption aspect of being, re- I think, that race, relationship, that marriage relationship is being redeemed.
1: Yeah, especially because
5: since. Because before they got on the plane, she was ready to walk.
1: Exactly, and 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 things are happening the way they are to bring their marriage back to the place where it needs to be right. to redeem that marriage, and uh,
5: maybe they'll be the next to have a baby. Oh. Maybe. God, Any remember. season five. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> season twenty nine. I think Zeke'll come for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Zeke. <laughs> uh, Mister so-
5: Happy, I love that. <laughs> I was laughing about that all afternoon.
0: Did I get? Th- I got that wrong, didn't I? What. When I was typing out the notes to send to you this morning, said. Cliff, I, I didn't know. I was. I remember reading the credits, uh-huh. and I thought Mr. Friendly was actually Mr. Happy. So <laughs> that's what I was calling Oh, Mr. Happy said this. Mr. Well, Happy did this. I
5: loved it. it uh, you like that, huh? <laughs> Yes, I did.
0: <laughs>
3: Is that really funny. what they called
0: him? No, his his name was actually Mister Friendly, and he was nicknamed Zeke by Sawyer. By so but much. I just, for some reason, I was thinking about Mister Happy, and just that just sort of took me Aww. away. <laughs> so there you go. But, I love so. It.
3: But literally, his credit is in the credits. It's Mister Friendly. That's right. Though so weird.
5: Well, our credits were cut off by our TPRs. So
1: we <laughs> yeah, see we'll, them. we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> since, since we're on on uh, Zeke,
0: I, I I'll go ahead and uh, oh, can we uh, can we go back for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You want to talk and on? Thing? Yeah, Sun and Jin. Go ahead. Um, I really agree with what Stephanie said, and I think I think for Sun and Jin, the the island has been an amazing gift for them. Yes, because it's taken away from it's taken them away from all the cultural interference that they would normally be under all the expectations Um, and it's really important to build these relationships because if you're going to have a program like this in order to care about the the program you have to care about the characters and I think it's these kind of exchanges and this kind of relationship building that really makes you feel for the character (laughs) and it tends to make us enjoy the show more I agree. Exactly. As much as you want to fast-forward through it, Cliff. No, I, I didn't <laughs> want to fast-forward through it. I mean, it's, no, he, I think,
6: I
1: think it's ne- said, ne- he necessary. Watched it initially. He watched it and He it, just, just didn't just, want to show It me just either. wasn't going to make the 15-minute cut for Rachel. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah,
2: I just need to know the important things. We were gonna be she laughing. can watch
1: the mushy-mushy stuff later. <laughs> and I will.
2: It's important stuff. <laughs> and I will. Just
1: after the yeah. show, you can watch it. So, uh, yeah, and, and it, I agree yeah. with you. Go ahead, uh, Eric.
3: You got something? It, it was important for them to uh, throw that in there too, to kind of counteract the whole thing with Jack and his wife and the flashbacks.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We definitely needed a marriage that was working out.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: With his heavy hitting,
2: <laughs> would you say? Marriage. Sucks.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Yeah,
5: we've been married a year. Be quiet. <laughs>
1: Almost a year. And their marriage is doing well, I might add. And I think it was due to their wonderful pre marriage counseling that yeah, I did. I
3: agree. Do we have an
1: audio clip of that? <laughs> of the pre marriage counseling? Yes. No. <laughs> or flashback. It, it, it's on a five set DVD package that I can email you for you ninety-nine ninety-five.
5: 95 You can get at our You gift can shop. buy it on iTunes. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's okay. in our gift shop.
5: <laughs> we're, we're, we're reeling back in. We're kind of off. Stop 74 minutes. Here we go. Rail them back
1: in. All right. Thank oh. you, Stephanie. You're welcome. And somebody asked, why can't Stephanie say moving right along? And she just did. I'm like such an e- equal opportunity employer <laughs> here.
6: <laughs> i <I'm> not. <laughs> All
1: right. So, uh, Dr. Bruder, are you there?
4: Still with you, Cliff. All right. All what, right. Do you, what do you think
1: about Sun and Jin?
4: Well, I think it's great the way that uh, Jen has actually uh, improved his role this season from last season. Last season, he was so one-dimensional, and you really wanted to hate him. But this year, it's been a complete 180, and we're actually seeing him in a completely and totally different light. I mean, he's actually an enjoyable, lovable character now, and you know the, the qualities and traits that he has were definitely not there last season.
2: I agree. That's very true.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, okay, Um, we did, actually, since we're off of Zeke now, we'll come back to Zeke. X-ray, did you guys see the X-ray up close? Yep. Yep. Uh,
3: Who wants to tell us about what we found in the X-ray? It says uh, a date on there. It says November sixteenth, two 2005. So what do you guys think about that?
4: Well, Cliff, I would really hate to uh, debunk this, but uh, this is something that you see all the time around the hospital. The dates on a lot of images are never right. You know, I saw a lot of 2006s last year. I've seen 2010s all the time. You know, I still see 1990s. Um, You know, it it, it depends on the settings on a lot of these. And uh, quite often, they're not always right.
2: Oh, that's good to know.
3: It's like your VCR flashing 12 all the time.
2: Yeah. You know what I I saw on there? It's St. Francis West, and I Googled it, and there's yeah. a St. Francis West in Hawaii. Isn't that funny? I wonder if that's where they got it. Oh, yeah. Well oh, interesting. Well, That's where yeah. they
3: shot it. Well, you know, sure. she,
4: she talked to a lot of people, and we don't actually know if the imaging was done in Los Angeles or if maybe one of the experts she consulted was actually out on Hawaii, mm-hmm. and it just so happened that the next stop was uh, in Los Angeles, and they brought the images to Jack. Huh.
1: Well, there you go. So debunk that one. Fair
4: but fair. you know what? Uh,
1: as far as I'm concerned...
6: It's an interesting
0: theory. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Wow, we're gonna get some mileage
1: out of that one. Yes, we are. We are. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little bit better no audio idea. quality out of it later. So, guys,
5: when Cliff finds something he likes, he sticks with it.
1: <laughs> you gotta get a
3: hotkey for it.
1: All right, next we're gonna move on to the uh, lock and Jack conversation, and uh, we're just gonna go straight to the audio clip here. So, uh, here we go.
6: Well, let's say we catch up with him. What are you going to do? I'm going to bring him back. What if he doesn't want to come back? I'll talk him into
0: coming back. Something tells me he might be past listening to reason. But you think we should just let him go, write him off?
6: Who are we to tell anyone
0: what they can or can't do? You know, I think that's a really really good example of the division that's coming between Locke and Jack. And I, I think it really exemplifies... A difference of opinions and and really a difference in ideologies you've got you've got uh, Locke, who is essentially a man of faith, and Jack who is a man of science and It appears that Locke is pretty much go with the flow when when it comes to events of the island and he seeks to work uh, not only in the island's best interests but in the interests of other people, where Jack comes across as having an idea of what he wants to do, and he doesn't really seem too concerned about what the other person. Would think he's he's doing it because he thinks it's right. Um, I think Locke represents a desire to live in a balance, in harmony with his surroundings as was done by countless native and aboriginal peoples you know those kind of peoples they took what they need they lived with the laws of nature and they sought to be part of the world but but jack has this idea that no uh, you know i'm going to go do this and i'm going to talk him into coming back and that kind of attitude I, I think is is really kind of dangerous and um i think it's a really dangerous idea and i think we're going to see more of that division coming between jack and Locke. and i, I think it is uh, an interesting theme that's going to be present on the island I I really when I heard this um,
1: on this show, this the one thing that really stood out to me is just this other just another yet another statement of Locke saying, "Ha, I'm on the island and there's no more of people telling me what I can't do." It, 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 that's been like a reoccurring theme of Locke. You know, don't tell me what I can't do, you know. And and, and so as soon as soon as I heard this, it's like, yeah, now we're on the island. You know, you can't tell me what I can't and can't do.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And being on the island for Locke has been a huge gift. It, I think being yeah. on the island has, it, the, the theme is, it's been a gift to almost everyone except those who have died. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were just beyond hope just kill them all.
1: <laughs> well no that's not true because um it, it's been it's been mentioned prior to this that that before Shannon died, she was kind of redeemed with her past. she kind of yeah. g- mm-hmm. did that. Boone kind of got over some of the issues that he had so he Which, had experienced okay. incest yes so
5: <laughs> they weren't technically related that was so creepy
1: <laughs> I know
5: that was still creepy
2: yet they were creepy. not
1: married. <laughs> so, anyway, um, moving right along. But yes, yeah, so, so the, the gift idea, the, the being on the island is a good thing. Uh, I think I've heard somebody say that one thing about the island is that the people on it really don't have anything to go back to. Would you guys agree with that off the cuff or
3: what? Except for Hurley.
5: I was going to say, except yeah. for Hurley. Unless no, his well, mom he... kind of got rid of all the money. Yeah, Everything After was that. happening bad to him.
3: Well, I, I, if you remember? I mean, he was on us. He was in Australia trying to figure out the whole thing with the numbers to get away from it. So mm-hmm. he still doesn't want to go back, really. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't. Well, That's plus now point. he's got good this point. desert island chick opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. he's cute
5: and kind of been terrorized by the others for forty days. Right away. <laughs>
3: I love
1: Hurley. I
5: love him. He's
1: I'm kind of upset dude, that. Dude that day. <laughs> I'm kind of upset that the the cutting room floor took out uh, Charlie and Hurley discussing what women want. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, that's a show unto itself, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I'd uh, like to
5: see what kind of things they come up with.
1: <laughs> now uh, to, I think, probably for me, which w- was the uh, the highlight of the episode, and that is good old Zeke. I just want to go on the record now, and I've done. I've been on the record for a while now. However, I've been on the record that the guy on the boat, you know, the the boat billy or the boat hillbilly guy, sea oh, billy, the sea billy. The, yes, that's it, the sea billy. So anyway, I've been on the record uh, for uh, the sea billy. As being Gerald de Groot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so so and there's a screen capture, and I'm going to reintroduce it into our show notes this week, and that's the uh, showing the picture of Gerald and Karen de Groot uh, on you know with their pictures pasted on top of the uh, image where they're on the boat. So I just want to go on the record to say that this guy Zeke is Doctor doctoral car- candidate anyway, uh, Gerald de Groot. And so uh, anyway, here's here's what leads me. To additionally believe, I mean, obviously, he's the same guy that was on the boat. The voice is the same, the, the look and the, the mannerisms about him obviously the same guy. But here's something he said that just says, I am definitely G- uh, Gerald de Groot. So here you go.
6: You know, somebody a whole lot smarter than anybody here once said that since the dawn of our species, man's been blessed with curiosity.
1: Anybody know where
0: that? who that smarter man is? I could take a swing at that one. Go ahead. I got it this morning, man. I was I was watching <laughs> the episode this morning before work again, and I said, I've heard that somewhere before. So I pulled up a browser and I go to org, and lo and behold, the front page has uh, very nearly the same quote. It actually has word for word the same quote with
1: some additional wording to it. So, yes, that, is, that quote is directly from uh, Alvar Hanso, the founder of the Hanso Foundation. And so uh, that tells me that if he's going around, walking around the island, quoting Alvar Hanso, the founder of the Hanso Foundation, who funds the Dharma Initiative, and there's the orientation film. That has a guy that looks just like him. Who, at least what he would have looked like in 1980 when the film was made. That it's him, Doctor Gerald Degroot. That's D E G R O O T. I'm on the record, guys. anybody wanna <laughs> anybody want anybody wanna argue with me?
3: We'll have to get this notarized.
1: Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I think that it looks a lot like him, and and in the screenshot you can see that the other woman I forget her name looks like that that blonde haired woman. On the boat too. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that makes me d- that makes me doubt it would be he talks with this southern big, almost WWF type voice that's like not this a scientist voiced in a way, but maybe that's what being on the island that long's done to him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so southerners are all savages? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's like a sea billy disease.
7: <laughs> yes. I thought you were gonna say, but but uh, I I agree. was that Eric was that you Eric yes okay I I, I sort of I, this is Darcy I agree with you in oh. in saying that um, you know the southern accent kind of threw me there because wasn't um, in, in the in the uh, movie it was like MIT or, or some very um, engineering school University I, I, of Michigan yes um, and and I thought well that that's kind of strange that this man would be talking with a southern
0: accent but for what it's worth but, you know, in the Dharma video, we never actually hear him talk. That's, That's correct. True. And Maybe he,
5: he was from the South. Exactly. start with. Maybe I, the island's in the South.
3: Yeah. And, and, well. And I've heard some people from Michigan speak like that, now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go way north.
1: Now, the next thing we want to do is uh, I want to point out that uh, Alex, who is Danielle's daughter, I believe that she's been found. What do you guys think? It's
0: I, too e- easy. Yeah. It, it almost seems too easy.
5: They gotta make something easy. I mean, everything else else is so involved. And yeah,
0: we have to kind of fight for everything, don't we?
5: Yeah, and I think they just gotta give you something. Oh, well, fair. they they show
0: they show uh,
3: an arm of somebody as their <laughs> as Kate is being thrown in to the the screenshot, right. and I froze it and could not tell if it was a. a Male or female arm, way? and I'm just like ah.
1: Well, h- here's an audio <laughs> clip to, to help back this up. Here, Th- this is this is what he says when he calls for Kate to be brought out.
6: I hoped you wouldn't come to this. Bring her out, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> bring out Alex. That's
5: how my dad talks. <laughs> and bring me a cold beer while you're at it. <laughs> my dad's got a beard like that <laughs> <laughs> That was my dad on the island. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm watching this episode and I'm trying to really stay focused on Zeke here, and I'm sitting there I, I'm seeing my father in law because <laughs> he has he talks with the same accent.
2: Figure out Stephanie.
1: <laughs> and he he oh. <laughs> <laughs> gonna shoot me for doing this, but I'm gonna get a picture of my father-in-law he's and like, do a, a side-by-side comparison with the sea billy. No, because I
2: need an audio clip too, because it does sound just like him. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've only met him
1: like three
2: times. Well, I can get yeah. him on the phone. Hold on, hold on, give me my next tell.
1: Oh wait, it's ten o'clock at night. He's sleeping. So I no, guess the real question orc. is: He's
5: on seconds now. He's Here. on nights now. He's so, at work.
0: Go ahead, Rem. I guess the real question is: Have you ever seen your father-in-law and Mister Friendly in the same place at the same time? I haven't. And, really? And I have not. And you know what I'm thinking? I Superman think, syndrome.
1: Exactly. I mean, here we go. I think. I think. Here you go. I think that my father-in-law <laughs> may really be may really be Doctor DeGroot.
6: Wow, That's an interesting theory. <laughs>
5: Oh, that's
6: too funny. <laughs> it's too funny. So yeah,
1: it, I here's the thing. I think that like we have
5: to put a picture in our show notes.
1: We will. And so uh, I Where think you? that you have to, you have to, <coughs> you have to think. The writers are thinking, and, and I listen to the official Lost podcast, and they realize that they have to give us some meat to chew on. Yeah, they have to really, they have to reveal some stuff to get us excited to keep us motivated to to continue to look for more. If we don't, if they don't give us anything, then they're going to they know that we'll eventually get tired of looking. Right. And so I think that they purposely gave us Alex. Why why would he why would he go out of his way to say Alex?
5: He could have just said "Bring her out!"
1: Bring her <laughs> out! Yeah, I agree. I think that
2: was specifically done for that reason.
1: Yeah. Alright, but but it, it may not be, but I I you guys if you don't agree with me, that's cool. And uh we'll we'll take a tally. Who, okay, who's with Cliff? I am. I
2: am Okay, so Rachel He's really right. <laughs> Darcy no, dis- no, I can't I can't Darce- the accent's too has, much. Darcy's to
1: against Darcy believes that if you have a Southern accent you can't be a doctoral <laughs> candidate at this college. <laughs> His email address is DarcyPock at Google.com. I'm just kidding. All you folks down south, you call Darcy right up. Oh, God.
5: All
1: right. Dr. Bruder, where are you at?
5: Cliff,
4: how could I disagree with you? You're the host. Come on. I mean, you're, the one, you're the one who's thought this out. I mean, he's coming uh,
5: back. <laughs> Darcy, on the other hand, he's kind of staying on thin ice.
1: I already know what Rem and... and uh, Rem and uh, Eric. Eric are going to say because they know I have their email address and I'll post it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What do you, what do you think, uh, Eric? You you on my side
3: or are you over there with Darcy? I I think it could be. I'm not going to say for oh, or against. Geez. I just oh, well on. I can't. Come I mean I, I I have a doubt about it, it, but I think it looks like it could be. So it's Taking the you easy know,
5: road.
3: Yeah. They, I, I mean they called him Mister Friendly, so come on. <laughs> Well, well, that's fine. We'll, we'll let you be there.
1: We'll, Maybe he's doctor-friendly. Doctor-friendly. Yeah. Doctoral-candidate-friendly. Yes. Because he's not an actual doctor. I, why did they go out of their way to, to introduced, introduce them as doctoral candidates? Huh.
5: I don't know, but that's not in our notes. So. Maybe this
3: whole thing is their thesis. Maybe.
0: Ooh. I just figured it out. What Clever. Dude. Oh, I it. That's
5: what a good said? theory. <laughs>
0: Hey, can I throw in two things regarding no. Zeke? No. Yes, you can. <laughs> one one question I had is: Can you imagine how different the whole exchange would have been with Mister Friendly if Locke had been doing the talking?
1: Well, I think that's an excellent thing. I,
0: I think that's excellent. Yeah, you
5: probably went and got shot again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: well, didn't Locke actually ask a question that uh, wasn't even answered by Zeke?
0: Yeah, he says, uh, "How do you know our, how do you know our names?" Right. But that could have gone in such a different direction, you know? Well, and you know, the thing is, is, is
1: Locke was actually, I believe, invited to lead the discussion. Right before we he go back. light
5: a fire, Locke. Got a hey,
1: John, to why don't you go ahead and light a fire? We're going to sit down and have ourselves a little chat.
0: Ah, yes.
1: You know, and, and good old, you know, not Dr. Bruder, but good old Dr. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Shepard has to lead his, lead the way. Take charge, kind of like Cliff does, talking all the time on the podcast, and and just won't let other people
0: say anything. Hey, and the other point that I had is, could it be? Now this is kind of a out there one. Could it be that maybe Mister Friendly manifested the torch-bearing people as a hallucination when maybe it was just him and Alex?
2: Yeah, because how how did the yeah. torches just I mean ignite like that? Did they all have lights? yeah.
0: It, it, it seemed very convenient. Light them up, and suddenly they're all there. I don't know. Maybe he's doing his little mental mind and mojo they, on them. They went out just as quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: they did. Yeah, well,
4: they... most torches nowadays do have on/off switches.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's but, an island. <laughs> um,
5: they're on a deserted. Island. <laughs> no.
0: Maybe it's rend. Maybe it's rendered animal fat.
5: <laughs> you know, would that, that
0: burn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It okay, would. then maybe maybe
1: Locke made it. And Locke does know how to do that stuff. Being from Alabama, he ought to.
6: (laughs)
4: What'd you say? Oh my gosh.
1: You are so going to get hate mail from down south. (laughs) Here's Darcy from Canada. Those those are actually
3: coon torches. Uh (laughs) Oh, the hate mail's coming. Oh boy. And if you look at the screenshot, the uh, formation of the flames are in the Confederate flag. (laughs)
2: okay we're
3: going oh. oh my gosh
1: i'm going abort by abort <laughs> the thing is is that um in the in the circling of the fire the flames of torches um I don't think I think the flames are really the only thing that they would see because you know it's pitch blackout all of a sudden huge flames come up and so all the, if I were a jock, uh, jock. If, I were a jo- if I were a jock, <laughs> if I were Locke or Jack or Sawyer and, and I'm sitting there and, and I'm looking at Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky and uh, he he's sitting there talking to us, it's pitch black out, we just got our own little torches and then all of a sudden torches all around us, all I'm going to see are the torches. Okay, I'm not going to see the guys holding the torches. Mm -hmm. But they made it very clear in the screen capture to show that that each torch was being held and manned by an individual. So the next thing, guys, that we have is, uh, so where is Walt? Okay, Um, they ask ask, um, Zeke, where is Walt? And he says, Walt's fine. He's a very special boy. Okay, so we know that they have Walt.
5: Which was kind of hinted to in season one that Walt was a very special boy. Yes, things his stepdad or his adopted dad said that <coughs> things happen when he's when, around. Yep.
3: Yeah, yeah and here. you actually you notice them a lot more once you watch those episodes again. Yeah. You see the things happening, and you are like, "Oh, underneath. I didn't notice that before." Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we know. I mean, so that was not a big reveal, but he, they have Walt, and he's a special boy. So nothing huge there, but I just wanted to point it out and, and bring that in. I do have another audio clip for us right here, so let's go ahead and listen to this.
6: Tell me you go over a man's house for the first time Do you take off your shoes you put your feet up on his coffee table? you walk in the kitchen and eat food that doesn't belong to you open the door to rooms you've got no business opening.
0: I like that you put in the note about um, opening doors you've got no business opening, and then looking at Locke. That was great.
6: That
1: was. I mean, he looks at Locke the opening the doors that you ought not be opening. You know, exactly. you've got no business opening that door. And, and he looks at Locke. And, and so that tells me that not only might there be some cameras down in the hatchler pad, but they have been watching them from day one in the jungle just in the outskirts just watching how people are interacting perhaps even remote viewing which happens to be one of the dharma initiatives i believe
0: yep definitely is
1: so so they have definitely been watching and it's like you know dude lock we've been watching you and what do you think you're doing opening that door
0: well, because if you think about it, Desmond being in the hatch and then blowing the hatch, it sort of destroyed their experiment.
1: The fact that he's upset that they opened doors that they shouldn't have opened mm-hmm. and that they came in, made themselves at home, and ate their food, it does debunk the theory that pushing the button is some psychological experiment. Because, they, the, I mean, Dr. DeGroote here, if that's who he is, is saying, "Listen, you should not be. In- you should have not moved into this hatch." So that goes against this whole idea. Or unless, no,
2: I don't think it does because I mean they were maybe they were still doing that with Desmond. You know, I mean he was still right. pushing the button, and they just kind of came in on him. Yeah. So I mean, I think that they're probably lucky that someone did come in before Desmond killed himself or something. That they're still pr- that they are still pushing the button.
1: You're right. So that, it could be that they were that Desmond was the test subject, yeah. but Desmond had access in and out of the hatch, too, sure. though. I don't know. I don't know, either. So, anyway, that that means nothing, I guess. Darcy has something for us. Uh, go ahead, Darcy. Oh, uh, just an observation that I made was that
7: uh, <clears throat> Zeke's pistol was awfully old. Uh, it's actually a 9mm Luger that is vintage World War II. And looking at the other sort of weapons that people had, I, I just thought it was interesting that Zeke was carrying around this old Sort of vintage piece versus the um, you know possibly available nicer weapons. So I don't know if that means anything or not, I but I, I talked to Cliff a little bit about it, and he said, "Oh, I'll definitely
1: bring it up." But yeah, I think. Do you guys have anything to say on that?
0: Well, if the Black Rock is an old ship, you know, a ship that's mm-hmm. over 100 years old, it is conceivable to think that maybe a, a German ship had been uh, had been crashed on the island. Maybe a a military, uh, a U-boat or some sort of German military craft or maybe a German airplane had crashed on there and those soldiers would certainly be armed. And if you go to the Hansel Foundation website or actually – I'm sorry. If you just go
1: to the orientation film, you will learn that Alvar Hanso was in munitions dealings for military purposes. And Ah. so I think there is a – I think – The reason why I wanted uh, Darcy to bring this in because there's a military connection with the army knife that was issued that was, uh, how many years old? 20? 20. 20 20-year-old army knife that's issued to people only in the army uh, on the island. And now we have this World War II military type of pistol. Uh, So, again, I don't know what connections the military has to what's going on with the testing and the Dharma project and initiative but I believe that there is some kind of military connection and uh, <clears throat> we definitely don't have time to go into this now but there is the Montauk project and uh, what's the other one called does anybody know the Philadelphia, Philadelphia. experiment and the Philadelphia yeah, yeah. experiment uh, yeah, it's uh,
3: listed in uh, Wikipedia
1: yes and yeah. those yeah we'll put those links in there if, you, if, if any of you guys out there uh, on Skype have the links to that if you want to email them to me I'll make sure we get those in the show notes Sure. Okay. So, thank you very much, Darcy, for pointing out the military gun there, guys. Any last thing about Zeke? Nope. Hey, Cliff. Um. Can yes.
4: we still call him a sea, a sea billy now that he's not out on the sea anymore?
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure, we can. He's, I, he I, probably still goes out to, to sea from time to time.
3: I think his official name now is Zeke the Friendly sea Billy.
2: Yes. <laughs> he He's going to have a kid's album out soon.
0: Featuring Geronimo Jackson. What a
1: wonderful segue to our next clip. Let's go Thank ahead and you. play that right now. Geronimo Jackson?
6: Oh, no. Well, as an expert in all things musical... I never heard of these guys. Shocking as that may be, Geronimo Jackson. This looks sweet. Let's give her a rip. This music is quite depressing. We can change it, dude. You ever hear of Geronimo Jackson?
1: Okay, so Geronimo Jackson. Uh, uh, what do you guys think about Geronimo Jackson? Anything you guys know about it?
0: I heard that the uh, that the band actually did exist, but I've personally never heard them myself.
1: Okay. So you think? So you've heard that it is an official band at one time.
0: Yeah, and I remember them talking on the the official Laud podcast about wanting to use music, but not really popular music, which is kind of why they pulled out the old Mama Cass song. They'd want to find music that's um, a little more obscure, and maybe that's why many people haven't heard of it.
1: So you, here's the, here's the thing that I'll have. As a matter of fact, um, Eric Fisher, are you still out there? Yes. Can you read
3: the notes on page two of the official Lost podcast? Uh, A listener asked, is the music important? And the response was, there is stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. You might want to keep your eyes peeled for Geronimo Jackson's audacious debut. They're a band not a lot of people have heard about. They Mm -hmm. just pressed one very obscure album in the mid to late 70s. We enjoy unearthing songs that are not the type of things you hear on oldies radio. They help us establish the mood and setting, the period that The Hatch was built. Here's the thing. If they indeed were trying to unearth
1: some tune from the old uh, Geronimo Jackson sound, why didn't they put that album on? The the thing is is they definitely made Charlie... Charlie says, being an expert in all things music... I've definitely never heard this. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it, it, it's no accident they have Hurley also in this, who doesn't understand or has never heard of um, Geronimo uh, Jackson. And if, any, if there were any two people on the island that would have heard of Geronimo Jackson if they did exist, it would be Charlie, who's an expert of all things musical, so and it would great. be... Har- I'm sorry.
5: That that's his self-appointed opinion.
1: Well, but the, they they made a point to bring it out in the in the script so that we would understand that hey, if anybody's going to know Charlie, and then the second person if anybody's going to know would be Hurley. Do you guys remember Hurley and his friend going into the, music, in the store? music store? And they don't just go for the you know pop top 40 stuff. I mean, they're listening to some pretty wild stuff looking to Charlie's
2: in band.
1: Exactly. I mean, they're listening to Charlie's Band for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. You know, uh but I mean Hurley has a love for music, so I think that they really i my theory is that they were not really a band, and that Geronimo Jackson either the album cover has something there, either there's something on that album that if they play it, it will have a message, but not music or something of that nature. That's just my thought, interesting, and if they would have That's, played it yeah. If they would have played it, they would have got some more answers. And I think it will come back later and they'll actually end up playing it. And it will have some answers about what's going on.
2: Nice.
0: Maybe it's a setup for something we're going to see in future episodes.
1: Very good. All right. So anyway, basically we cut to the end of the story, end of the episode. And all of a sudden, those of us who DVR'd this thing, ABC kind of messed us up and went like uh, until 9 o'clock or, I'm sorry. It ended at 10 o'clock plus 15 seconds. So I got tons of emails right after the episode. Cliff, what they say at the end? What they say at the end? Because it uh, email says I have a spe-, or, uh, Kim Gracie's mom emailed and says I have a special request. I know that you're busy getting ready for the show tomorrow, but I need help. For some reason, my DVR did not catch the last few seconds of the show. For, so for all of the all of us who did not catch the last few seconds of the show. Here's what you missed.
6: So you tells me that you're a cop.
7: I was a cop.
6: Can I ask you something?
5: Shoot.
0: How long do you think it would take to train an army?
1: Leave it to Generally Speaking to pick up the slack for ABC. Nicely done.
5: (laughs) It had nothing to do with ABC.
1: Why? Absolutely it does. Yes, it is. Darcy, tell us why. Tell us why.
7: This is something that is very common among DVR. It is because the other networks, the networks are trying to pull people away early from other stations and other channels. And so what they'll do is they'll either start their program early or run over. To keep you from
1: switching to another channel,
7: okay. which is the that reason for
1: special five minute right. or fifteen minutes extras. Right, airing
7: the the issue Second. is with the networks, not with the dish company. It's okay. not their programming. Right. So one way in which I sort of thought some people might uh, get through this is to actually set it set the set the time to record, not the actual show to record, but actually the the
5: time the, time That's in the channel. That's what I went in and did. I edited my yeah. timer to record. Actually, ten minutes.
7: Or record, record the show in front and behind it, and yeah. that way you'll get yeah. the whole. Start
1: time. it two minutes early and let it run ten minutes late. Right, but and 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 the and that's exactly what they want. Those of us who have VR to do because that keeps us going and immediately following this episode, recording that next hit show on the other network.
5: Fox did that to me on Sunday when they aired the twenty-four season premiere.
1: It's all
7: about the marketing.
1: That's exactly it. Was
5: 15 it. minutes off.
1: So it was not it was not a mistake that they had us miss the end of that. They said, "Listen, we do not want you switching to the other network at well, 10 I'm just eight, or write 10 p.m."
5: ABC and tell them, "Listen, I am other than 24. Every show I watch is on ABC." So get it finished.
7: But notice it doesn't happen with the design shows or, you know, yeah, it's, no. it's only the,
1: the, the lost shows. Well, here's the thing. I, the network's got to be careful because they're just going to push more and more people to BitTorrent. They need to respect the DBR. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we're, we're running late. Um, just want a couple things here. Uh, on the forums, is Sarah pregnant? That's a big, huge discussion out there. On the forums, uh, you can read, on the fuselage, you can read, is Sawyer, uh, th- is the real Sawyer Locke's dad? Uh, Rachel, do you want to read that that comment that's out there on the fuselage?
2: Sure, it says, The kidney-stealing Anthony Cooper is really named Mr. Sawyer, the same Mr. Sawyer who is responsible for the deaths of James Ford's, Sawyer's parents. Since Anthony Cooper was so good at conning his son out of a kidney, he might have been the long-time con man who had an affair with James's mom and stole her money. I personally love this theory, mainly because Sawyer and Locke are two very interesting characters who are re- who we really get to see interacting.
1: All right, and uh, let's see. How did the others light those torches? We even talked about that here. There's some other uh, great stuff out there on the Fuselage. Just go to the Fuselage.com and do a search for torches, uh, and you'll you'll see some uh, interesting discussion out there. Eric, are you there? Yes.
3: Will you read what did Zeke accomplish? What was written on the forum? Okay, what did Zeke accomplish? All right, here it is. What was the purpose? To tell them they are in danger, duh. I think they already know. To let them know they were being watched. I think they know that, too. The Lostaways are already afraid of going into the jungle. They rarely wander much further than the hatch. I just don't understand why Zeke didn't interact more with Jack, Sawyer, and Locke if he didn't intend to kill them. Zeke didn't have to reveal whatever he was doing with Walt, but he could have told them... Quote, we've been on this island for eight years And there's no way off Or, I'll find many, if you find any more hatches Don't eat the food, it's ours Or something, <laughs> instead of If you cross this line, I'll kill you Basically, I'm wondering what the point was Of the conversation Was it just to entice Jack into crossing the line Another psychological experiment
1: Okay, and we're running short on time To discuss this here So uh, we're going to post this little comment And we'd love you to go to our show notes For the 21st uh january 21st episode and and talk about this on our blog in the comments section there um i do want to uh say real quick um we did find an official lost podcast uh big huge reveal and i didn't catch this until i saw it on the fuselage and so i want to play this clip for you it's very important does dharma is that a is it an anagram for some sort of remote medical asylum
3: Actually, Dharma is not an anagram, but it is in fact an acronym. So, kids, go look 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 that up. Dharma is in fact an acronym, but not an anagram.
1: Have you guys heard that?
3: Yes, just last night.
1: <coughs> okay, so so anyway, That's awesome. An anagram obviously is a word jumbled, you know, like Ethan Rom is an anagram for other man. Mm-hmm. You can rearrange the the letters of the words to to make something else. An acronym obviously is uh, taking the initials of something. Like for example, uh, WAC or it stands for Women's Army Corps. So we now know for sure that Dharma, D H A R M A, stands for something, and so. Uh, we have another podcast out there that's looking for people to research this. We need to find the answer to this, guys. So email us when you know what it is.
0: I have a theory on that one. <laughs> Go ahead. How about this one? The Degroot Hanso Alternative Research and Medical Association. Say that one more time. Okay. The Degroot Hanso Alternative Research and Medical Association. I like that. Or you could replace the M for munitions. Munitions. Say it with that. Say it with munitions. The Degroot Hanso Alternative Research and Munitions Association.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. I like mm. I, I like that. Let's keep playing with that. Let's. That's a great starting point. So so listeners out there, uh, go with what we've started here and and send us your responses. Tell us what you think, and uh, we'll bring some of the top responses uh, to our next episode. Let's see here. We've got some listener feedback, guys. And uh, I'm going to play one clip for you guys here real quick.
6: Hey, guys. This is Dan calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Just want to check in with you. Wow, what an episode last night. Can you believe the way they portrayed the others? Nobody saw that. No spoilers, no nothing. Unbelievable. Hey, what's with the gunshot coming back at Sawyer? It was the guy wearing a bulletproof vest. Hey, what's... Uh, John Locke asking Sawyer about his real name for. Is it possible that uh, John Locke's father is the real Mr. Sawyer? That's been speculated for a while on the board, but boy, I think that's going to come out pretty firm here. What the heck is up with Kate? Is she just like a (laughs) rebel? Well, I think we already know that. But now, now things are going to get exciting. We're going to have a war on the island. Jack, what's his deal? Is he abandoning everybody for selfish pride? Or is he really coming around and looking to take care of everything for the best? Or is it for personal gain? Anyways, guys, gotta love the show. Gotta love the directions headed in. You're doing a great job. Keep it up, and we'll look forward to hearing from you in the near future. Take care.
2: Bye. He's hilarious. He's...
0: You have to give him a regular segment. I I, I, think, <laughs> I think we...
2: Hey, what's we, up with this? <laughs> hey, what's going on with that? <laughs> it's like Seinfeld. <laughs> it's like a Seinfeld
3: imitation. Lost, what's up with that show?
6: <laughs>
2: so
3: That's
1: Dane yeah. from Milwaukee <laughs> and And I think that's an excellent idea to have Dane go and do like uh, after each episode. A, what's up with this? What's, what's up with this, this epi- <laughs> the what's- Hey, Rem, can you work on uh, an, a, like an intro to the what's up with this? And, sure, um, I could do that. And, and, and uh, Dr. Bruder, can you work on some theme music for the what's up with this segment?
4: I'll make something fitting
1: sure. Okay. And 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 rem when you do that, you have to say and this is Dane from Milwaukee. Milwaukee. B- yes. <laughs> Just like Cheech and Chong, man.
0: Okay. Sure. That'd be fun.
1: Dean from Milwaukee. So, 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 Dane, uh, listen here, man. Uh, w- we've already h- signed you up, but whether or not you want to do it or not. You're, you're committed. We're over three thousand listeners <laughs> strong around the world, and I'll give them your email if you don't do it, brother. <laughs> All right. So, um, a
5: comment on he asked what was up with Kate. Yes, I have a baby awake, but I'm going to say this real quick. Um is she a rebel? I don't think so. Um, she kind of irritated me at the end of the show when she's all running up and grabbing onto Jack. Why don't you talk to me? I was just trying to help and just like her face was so sad and was like, you're given a command. Obey. I think she was, was on her cycle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that could be, you know? <laughs> but she was just, it wasn't Kate. Yeah, you
1: know? she, she, she was being her- told what to do. Well, she. Yeah. But no, her apologizing in and that and
5: way, you know, she wanting, have. seeking some kind of forgiveness from Jack, I don't think That's that that right was... Her. Yeah, That's she should have like been
1: her. allowed to go. She should have been allowed to go from the beginning.
5: Yeah, why didn't Sawyer step up and say something about that? Yeah, she I, was Luger in her throat. Because he's in love I mean, with her. You know. Mm. Yeah. He's in love with her. Yeah. Mm. So I have to sign off now. I have a child awake. Okay. See you, bye. See you, bye. See
1: you, bye. See you, bye. See you, bye. See you, bye. Uh, Let's see here. We have to read Edith B. Um, uh, Let's see. Rem, will you read the quote from Edith B.?
0: Sure. Edith B. wrote, I just listened to your 23rd Psalm podcast, and you just added another fan to your base. Woo! I'm going back and listening to the earlier ones. In fact, I had to donate some money to make sure that you would stay on. The silliness mixed in with the serious discussion is awesome. Uh, best of all is your blog, where you back up your theories with screenshots. Of all the lost podcasts I listen to, this one, generally speaking, is the best. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Edith, you rock. <laughs> And
1: as, as I tell my daughter all the time, you mega rock. Edith, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for the donation. You don't know how much that really helps us out here to cover the cost of bandwidth. And, and uh, it going it it's going to go to uh, help us get some better equipment so we have some better sound quality. So, Edith, thank you for listening. We're so glad to have you uh, as, as another part in addition to our fan base. Uh, we have an email from uh, Dr. Bruder. Weird. Has anybody, has anybody ever heard of Dr. Bruder?
3: Sounds Dr. Bruder, familiar. would you like to read that one?
1: But, yeah. Unfortunately, Dr. I,
4: I wish I had some show notes.
1: I'll tell you what. Hey, Eric.
3: Yes. Would you read this question from
1: Dr. Bruder?
2: Hilarious.
3: Sure. I'll try to do it in my most official doctorly voice. Where can I purchase an official, generally speaking, T-shirt? Since I hope that I am the first person to ask about this, when do you start selling them? I hope you reserve the first one for me.
2: I have a comment about this. Go ahead. Not only are we reserving the first copy for you, but you're getting a 20% discount, too. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) 20%
1: discount. I know.
7: (laughs) They're actually just Cliff's undershirts that he's just
1: written,
2: generally speaking, on. (laughs) With
1: a marker. A little Sharpie. It's in the mail. <laughs> and, it, you, and you can always stop by in Kentucky and, and check out our gift shop. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, Dr. Bruder, if you're out there, thank you for uh, corresponding with us.
4: I'm sure he's welcome. <laughs>
1: All right, Terence W. Uh, I'll tell you what, Darcy, you've been awful quiet here tonight. So why don't you go ahead and read uh, d- uh, from Terence there?
7: Well, Terence is uh, extremely interested in the setup we use for recording and editing the show. Is there any chance in your blog or in the show that you could make reference to the tools, sound equipment, and editing suites you
1: use? Uh, very good question. In fact, Terence is not the first person to ask me this information, and uh, so I want to let you know that I've. If you go to uh, Ravenscraft.org. And then on the menu, you will be able to look to the right-hand side and you'll see a little black box that says Generally Speaking Podcast. And that will actually take you to the site where our feed is. And in that menu, you're going to see a list of our current equipment and you'll also see a list of our dream or wish list of the equipment that we want to save money up and purchase to, to make us sound really good. So, um, yes, it's there. Not only that, but uh, we're taking some photos tonight of some of the things that we have set up here and, and what it looks like. And I may even throw a video out there, in a, a Windows Media video. So thank you very much, Terrence, for writing in, and uh, we'll get you something uh, to satisfy your curiosity. All righty. Um, let's see here. Rem, why don't you tell us next week on Lost
0: what's coming up? It's a Charlie-centric episode that will feature his parents as well as his brother. We will learn that Mr. Pace is a butcher. The episode will also feature Karen, the wife of a rock star. Could it be Liam and a British director? And that comes from My Entertainment World.
1: Okay. What about, uh, Eric, you want to read what we found out on December 1st?
3: December 1st we found out that the flashbacks will feature an 8-year-old Charlie and a 12-year-old Liam. Okay. From Spoiler Fix. And, Rachel, do you want to read what we
1: found out on January 4th about our next episode?
2: When Charlie's vividly surreal dreams lead him to believe Claire's baby Aaron is in danger, Locke suspects Charlie may be using it again. Meanwhile, Sawyer encourages Charlie to act on his attraction to Libby. Oh, that's what
1: he (laughs) Dude, you still got a chance. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) <laughs> we love dude, man. All right, and uh, Darcy, why don't you tell us what we found out just on January 5th from Donna, Dominic Monahan? Monahan,
7: Yes, we're going to jump into some pretty Charlie-centric stories involving his struggle with the with drugs on the island and the fact that he feels in some way he's losing his grip on his relationship with Claire and also with the baby, which sends Charlie down a kind of one-way street. He's kind of on his way to self-destruction.
2: Which we figured.
1: And that came directly from the mouth of Donna. Dominic uh, Monahan, and that was on uh, Kristen on E Online. Immediately following our next episode, uh, we'd like our listeners to call back with your call in with your feedback to our listener line at four one three five two one zero nine five eight. If you do call in, it's more likely that your comment will make it on the air. And uh, Rem, you want to close us out here with our final message, and then I'll close us out with our theme.
0: Sure thing. We really want to send a special thanks to everyone who's contributed financially to our podcast. It's through your very generous support that our listeners are able to make this podcast available for download to literally thousands of people just like you on a weekly basis without those annoying commercials littering through the show.
1: You know, we are starting to get a... uh growing list of contributors to our show uh we want to send out a very special thank you uh to carlos uh castellano from humble texas uh matt and tara l from Auburn, washington and of course edith b from damascus maryland all three of those have contributed financially to the show and i can't tell you how much we appreciate it thank you so much
0: We've made it possible for our listeners to donate any size amount, even just a few dollars, by visiting our website at www.ravenscraft.org and clicking on the PayPal donation button in the menu. We, generally speaking, thank you tremendously for your generosity and encouragement.
1: Thank you very much for that uh, message. And uh, I'll tell you what, Rem... I just want to thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for all that you've done uh, for our intro theme and exit theme. Uh, And thank you for being here this evening.
0: It's been a blast. I really appreciate the invitation.
1: And Dr. Bruder, we just want to thank you uh, again for the awesome work you did on the theme. That music just, uh, it it rocks, and, and we love it. Thanks, Cliff. And uh, we'll have, we'll have to have uh, you back on and, and, and hopefully we can do something about your mic level sometime between now and the next time. And uh, Eric Fisher from Milan, Indiana. thank you very much, brother, for uh, visiting with us this week and and your input into the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. And uh, Darcy, we want to thank you again for uh, <laughs> coming this week and uh, just sitting in with us and, and we're so glad that you are now hooked. And you are officially a lost and uh We're working on his wife. Yeah, we're working on the wife, right?
7: That's that's right. Uh my wife and I, uh after watching the first two episodes, my wife I said, You have to watch the first the first one. And so she watched the first one. And and what was her reaction? <laughs> she
5: said, that show's spooky. <laughs>
1: and uh and so I, I think she's gonna be hooked,
5: so I hope so.
2: We'll
6: Very
1: see. good. I hope so. And then, uh, Rachel, thank you very much for rushing from the hairdresser to come straight in here.
2: You know, my hair is still wet, but it's always a pleasure to be here. I would do anything for it.
1: She is a dedicated broadcaster (laughs) podcaster. You are a trooper. I'm telling you. And uh, as always, I thank my beautiful wife, who is uh, the love of my life and means the world to me. And just to have her stay up this late. Uh, for something that i enjoy doing so much is so awesome uh next week uh we'll we'll see how this goes and I, I believe we'll probably uh repeat having people come in via skype i'd like to invite the three of you guys back definitely and uh i believe we will be bringing in a fourth edition uh tim gentleman from uh oxford in the uk uh just signed up with skype and uh when we begin recording at nine o'clock next week, it will be two. It'll be two o'clock in the morning his time, and he wow. has he has made it. To, he says, "I'm definitely going to do it." He's so, crazy. bloody good. He's bloody that good. That is hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> the better it gets.
2: I wonder if Hannah will be there.
1: I don't. She she. He said she will be sleeping, which is oh. his, which is her favorite hobby. So, I would be sleeping too. I would Sleep be too. <laughs> so, uh, thank you very much. Uh, one last question, real quick. Eric, I, I know you're pretty close to us, but are you on the other time zone? It is currently 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, UTC minus 5. Are on slow time? Uh, are you on slow time? What time is it there, Eric? It is it is 11.01. Okay, so you're right there time. with us. Yes. And uh, I'm very interested to find out, uh, Rem, what time is it there in Calgary, Alberta, Canada? It's 9 p.m. We're in the mountain time zone, UTC minus <laughs> 7. Very cool. And so uh, it, it's amazing technology, and we're, we're so glad to have it. And, uh, again, thank you guys very much, and uh, let's all get lost. Thank
0: you. You have been listening to Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Ravenscraft.org. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Send us an email to podcast at ravenscraft.org. Better yet, call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958. After you hear this greeting,
1: Thank you for calling. To leave a message,
0: please press 1. Leave your comments and questions, and please start with your name and where you're calling from. On behalf of the Generally Speaking team, I'm Chris Gilmore. Thanks for listening.